The LA Kings are about to take the ice in their second to last game of the preseason. It looks like Sean Dursey will make his preseason debut. It looks like Brant Clark will play in his sixth straight preseason game. And it looks like Cal Peterson will get back in the net after allowing five goals on Tuesday. We've got news on some roster moves and I'll break down the Kings early season schedule. All that coming up on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. We're at over 700 subscribers at last check, and our goal is to get to 800 by the end of October. Thank you all so much for your support of the YouTube channel and, of course, the podcast as well. Also, if you are watching on YouTube, if you could hit that little bell icon to be notified when a new episode is released, that would be appreciated as well. I am Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years. For the past 20 plus years, I've been at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and NHL analyst, also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and, of course, a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. We are five days away from the LA Kings season opener, October 11th against the Vegas Golden Knights at Crypto.com Arena. As for tonight, the LA Kings are getting ready to play their second-to-last preseason game. They're in Salt Lake City, Utah, to take on the Vegas Golden Knights, and we are going to do a bit of a game preview on that and also what to look for coming up for the LA Kings as well, uh, as I mentioned about their schedule in the early season, and we've got some roster news to pass along as well. And uh, let's start with that. Uh, forward Samuel Fagimo. Uh, has been reassigned to Ontario in the AHL. Uh, if you remember, uh, Fagimo got the surprising first look uh, on that second line for the LA Kings uh, early in training camp in place of Victor Arvidsson, who, of course, is still on the mend from off-season back surgery for a herniated disc. Um, not a huge surprise, I would say, that Fagimo is heading back to the rain, where he is the highest returning goal scorer from a season ago. Um, I think mostly because of the way Gabe Velarde has been playing, which we talked about on yesterday's show. Uh, seems pretty clear at this point that Velarde has earned that roster spot and should be on the second line right wing position for the start of the season until Victor Arvidsson is healthy to return. For Vigimo, um, maybe he looks at this as a missed opportunity, but I, I think and I hope that he will use this as motivation and confidence uh, going forward in his career by getting that early look it shows that the coaching staff clearly has confidence that his ability was was um, you know warranted that opportunity. Um, you're not going to just do it for the sake of doing it. I don't think maybe there was some ulterior motive behind that. I'll touch on that in a second, but I, I think hopefully he will look at this as, like I said, uh, a, a a vote of confidence in some way from the coaching staff that he was giving that open opportunity because of the way he's worked and because of his performance at the AHL level. Unfortunately for Samuel, he didn't really, you know, assert himself in the preseason. Um, not that he played poorly, but he didn't do anything to kind of jump off the page like we have seen with Gabe Velarde. Gabe Velarde has been arguably the best player for the LA Kings this preseason. Uh, one of them for sure, if not the best. Uh, and he's certainly, you know, like I said, kind of grabbed the reins 
uh, to take that roster spot. And and who knows? Maybe look, coaches are not above playing mind games or playing tricks. Or part of a coach's job is to find ways to motivate players. Is it possible that early in camp and in the preseason, the coaching staff said, "Oh, we're going to give Samuel Fugimo this shot to play on that second line uh, with Trevor Moore and Philip Deneau. and maybe that got the attention of Gabe Velarde. Maybe that's part of the reason why. Gabe Velarde was uh, motivated and playing with, I don't know if an edge is the right word, but playing with um, a purpose. Maybe that was some, maybe that was a part of the whole mix. Who knows? Also, we've talked about Gabe Velarde. This is a big season for him going into it. I think everyone was aware of that, including him. So maybe that played a factor in it. Maybe it didn't. But again, Samuel Fugimo is, is a good young player um, for the LA Kings. And going forward, you know, it looks like he has a, a bright future. Uh, in the NHL, he's going to be an NHL player at some point, but uh, not going to be this season unless there are a rash of injuries. But um, the message was sent to him, I think, by the coaching staff that he is looked at as an asset in the organization and the opportunities he got in training camp speak well to what he's done so far and the direction his career is going into. But again, Samuel Fugimo will be starting the season in the AHL, and hopefully he will build on what he did last year, build on the experience he had in training camp in the preseason with the Kings, and uh, keep that going forward in a positive direction. Uh, also for the Kings, defenseman Tobias Bjornfoot and Jordan Spence were assigned to Ontario, but they have been recalled. Uh, they are available to play for tonight, but not a surprise that Spence is going to be in Ontario, although I think that we can all see that he's going to be an NHL player sooner rather than later. I said in an earlier episode because of the Brant Clark decision and how well he's been playing that I thought that Tobias Bjornfoot could be the odd man out if Clark does make the opening night roster and if he gets that nine-game look before a decision has to be made, if he's going to go back to his junior team or if he's going to stick in the NHL this season. Uh, certainly a factor as well is that Tobias Bjornfoot is still playing on an entry-level contract and he can be sent down and called back up without having to go through waivers. Uh, also on the D side, interesting to see that Jacob Overar is still at this point on the Kings roster. Uh, he was forced into action last season, you might remember, due to injury. And while he wasn't spectacular in his time with the Kings last season, um, he wasn't overwhelmed by the, uh, the the position he was kind of thrust into because of the injuries on the blue line for the Kings. Thought he played well, uh, was responsible defensively. Um, again, he's more of a defensive defenseman than anything else, kind of a uh, in the mold of a Tobias Bjornfoot. Um, but uh, yeah, right now he's still with the LA Kings on the roster. Now it certainly doesn't hurt that he is a left shot. And as we know, if we've been paying attention, the Kings have a ton of very talented right-handed uh, defenseman, uh, but on the left side, they're a little bit thin, and Jacob Moverar is someone who can play on that left side, so I uh, wouldn't be surprised, certainly, if that was a factor uh, going into the decision to keep him on uh, the roster at this point, but but either way, however you slice it, um, a, a great sign for Jacob Moverar that he's doing the right things, that the coaching staff has noticed it, and that he's, at this point, uh, still on the Kings roster. I don't think that's going to last, um, but again, it's nothing but positive that he is still with the LA Kings at this point. Eventually he is going to get sent down to Ontario, but another, I mean, the Kings have so many depth defensemen in their organization at this point and, and young depth defensemen, uh, nothing but a good thing uh, for the Kings in the organization. Also not a surprise to see forward Leas Anderson put on waivers today. Um, I personally would be okay if someone claimed him. I don't think that's going to be the case, but we'll see. 
Uh, if you don't know about Leas Anderson, he is a former seventh overall pick in the NHL draft back in 2017. He was selected by the New York Rangers as a top 10 pick. Uh, he was basically a bust uh, with the Rangers. It did not work out there. And not surprisingly, a team, another team, the LA Kings, uh, gave him an opportunity. We see this all the time. We continue to see this in the NHL with players who were very high draft picks and who it didn't work out with the team that selected them. But the thinking is perhaps a change of scenery, perhaps uh, a fresh start somewhere else can jumpstart their career and they can get things going. That was obviously the hopes of the LA Kings when they claimed Leas Anderson uh, from the New York Rangers. Uh, but so far, that just has not been the case. Uh, he's been given some opportunities with the LA Kings and he hasn't done much with it. And that includes this preseason as well. Um, it's not that he is uh, void of talent. It's just that he doesn't really ever stand out much on the ice. He he does a, some good things. He does some average things. And when it's all said and done, it, it's not much uh, to show that he's deserving of a roster spot. And he hasn't done that again this season. So if somebody does claim him, which is possible, but I think unlikely, Maybe they're gonna they're gonna think the same thing that the Kings thought. This is a guy who, at one point, was showing a lot of talent uh, at the level to get him drafted in the top ten of the draft. Um, again, they'll they'll think, well, a change of scenery might help him here. Um, but you know, and look, I have nothing against the guy. Maybe at some point it'll work out. There have been examples in the past of guys who it just took for whatever reason. Uh, many years for them to finally get their career going, but there are also many examples of players like Leah Sanderson who were drafted in the top half of the first round and just never turned out to be NHL caliber players. And he seems to be on that track, but we shall see Leah Sanderson. If he isn't claimed by someone will be in the uh, AHL with Ontario. So again, the LA Kings play preseason game number six of seven tonight in Salt Lake City against the Vegas Golden Knights. And I've got three questions to watch for tonight's game. But first, Bet Online is your number one source for football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game out there. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information and live betting with up-to-date and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport that's out there. It is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball with the playoffs coming up. We've got MMA, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. So I mentioned that uh, coming up tonight, we have the Kings' second-to-last preseason game, and I've got three questions to look for in tonight's game. Question number one, will we see Sean Dursey tonight? And the answer appears to be yes. The Kings defenseman has yet to play in a preseason game following offseason shoulder surgery. They've been working him slowly back into practice, uh, into scrimmages, and it looks like tonight he's finally going to get his first taste of game action. Uh, head coach Todd McClellan uh, did say earlier that he did expect Dursey to play in at least one preseason game. Looks like tonight will be the night, and he could play possibly Saturday as well, depending on how things go tonight with him uh, after he's evaluated and make sure that there were no issues with the shoulder. Um, we will talk about that on Friday's show. How did Sean Dursey look? And uh, do we think that uh, he's ready for the start of the NHL season? Uh, question number two is who is going to start in net? And it looks like it'll be Cal Peterson. Uh, not sure if the five goals allowed in his only full game of the preseason is part of the reason why the Kings want to get him right back out there in on the net or not. Um, could be a case that, again, he's only played in one preseason game and they want to get him some work in. 
uh, before the start of the regular season. I would assume that that means that Jonathan Quick will start the final preseason game on Saturday at home against the Ducks for a final tune-up for the start of the regular season, um, but we shall see. It has not been officially announced who is going to be the number one goalie, who is going to start the season opener, but as I have mentioned before, I will be stunned if it is not Jonathan Quick for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, Jonathan Quick has played very well this preseason, and number two, Cal Peterson has, uh, you know, he's still got a little rust on him, uh, hasn't played in a lot of game action. Hopefully things go well tonight for Cal, and uh, we'll see how it goes uh, for the start of the regular season. But uh, again, I would be completely shocked if Cal Peterson got the opening night assignment over Jonathan Quick. And I'm, I think you would be too if you've been paying attention, but uh, that is not official yet, but expected. Jonathan Quick will be the starter on opening night. We'll see if he plays in the preseason finale coming up on Saturday at Crypto.com Arena. For Cal, I mentioned it on Wednesday's show, the five goals allowed, I thought uh, was not as um, as bad as it might seem. If you didn't see the game, uh, if you just looked at the box score, you saw his save percentage, you're thinking, oh man, he, he did not look good. And again, he wasn't certainly wasn't spectacular by any stretch, but he wasn't awful. Um, there were some circumstances around why those five goals went in, some unfortunate deflections, uh, some defensive lapses that kind of let him down and hung him out to dry. I thought there was only really one of the five goals that you could clearly say uh, that was a bad goal for Cal Peterson. So we'll see if he bounces back uh, in this game tonight. Hopefully he does, and we will break it all down on Friday's show as well. And the third question for tonight's game is how much of the opening night lineup are we going to be seeing uh, on the ice and playing together with their uh, respective lines? Uh, right now, it looks like that uh, the only expected regulars for the start of the regular season that are not going to be in the lineup are Andre Kopitar. And look, give the veteran some time off. He's uh, he's played in a few preseason games. He doesn't need to get that much work, so not a surprise there. Uh, Quinton Byfield is not in the lineup. Apparently, he is still dealing with some sort of an illness. So hopefully that will uh, take care of itself before the start of the regular season. Also, uh, Brendan Lemieux and Carl Grundstrom not playing in tonight's game as well. On the defensive side, veteran Alex Edler, as well as Sean Walker and Matt Roy are getting the night off, it appears. And it also appears that Brant Clark is going to play in his sixth straight preseason game as the Kings continue to take the long look at the very talented young defenseman. It will be very interesting to see if in tonight's game, he gets some more playing time on his offside, on the left side, like he did on Tuesday against the Ducks in uh, what was a, maybe a little bit of a surprising move. I don't know what experience he has playing on his offside uh, at the junior level. If it's something that he needed to do or not, I'm guessing the answer is no, because he's, I'm sure, been the number one defenseman on all the teams he's played on. And as the number one defenseman, you're going to play him on his his strong side, on his right side. So um, I'm sure that he is uh, learning a little bit if, if this is something that he can do. The coaching staff is learning if this is something that he can do or not. And uh, and I guess we are all learning as well. So it'll be interesting to see if he does get some time on the left side uh, in tonight's game against Vegas. And if he does, we'll certainly uh, bring that up on Friday's show and tell you how he did. So with the NHL season starting in only five days for the LA Kings, I think we need to look at the Kings schedule for the start of the season. And we're going to do that in just a moment. But first, don't forget the Locked On NHL channel has your podcasts covered for all of your league-wide NHL talk. we got a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channel, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. 
So I will get more into this on opening night when we preview the Kings' first game of the season, first game of the regular season against the Vegas Golden Knights. And we're also going to talk more on that episode coming up next Tuesday as far as the upcoming season, where I think that the Kings are going to finish, who I think the Kings' biggest competition is for a playoff spot. Um, but if we, if you haven't already, as we are getting closer and closer to the regular season, it's time to take a look at the Kings' early season schedule and we're going to take a look at October through December. Uh, Kings head coach Todd McClellan has already said and emphasized in training camp that the Kings need to get off to a good start to the season, something that they didn't do a year ago when they started 1-5-1 and one and had to eventually kind of crawl their way back into playoff contention and eventually into a playoff spot, which of course they were able to do, which is the good news. But uh, Todd McClellan has said, look, the Kings are not sneaking up on anybody this season if that was the case last season, and that uh, they're going to be obviously looked at as a team that is going to be taken very seriously anytime they go into an opposing building or take the ice. So again, the Kings' uh, emphasis uh, for the start of the season is to get off to a good start. I know every team wants to get off to a good start, but if you're a team like the Kings and you believe like I do, and maybe you disagree that the Kings are going to be in a fight all season long for that third spot in the Pacific. Maybe they challenge for the second spot if everything goes really well, but I think for that third spot and maybe for a wild card spot as well. So every game is going to matter. I think for the LA Kings this year, there's going to be no, no games that they can take off. Uh, there's no margin for error. I think it's going to be very competitive in the West and I think the Kings are going to need to play well the entire season and be consistent to make the playoffs. But again, that will be discussed more in detail coming up on Tuesday's show, the night of the season opener. As for looking at the uh, the, the early season games for the LA Kings, um, if you look at, well, real quick, if you look at last season, and just, just kind of emphasizing this, and I, again, I know it probably seems like basic information or something that is obvious, but... Getting off to a good start to the season is important. If you look at last year and you take the standings from October through December, uh, 13 of the teams that were in a playoff position at the end of December, uh, six, 13 of the 16 teams that were in a playoff position at the end of December ended up making the playoffs. So again, let me be clear about that. Of the 16 teams that made the playoffs a year ago, 13 of them were in a playoff spot at the end of December. So there were obviously three teams that were able to make it. And one of them was the Kings, by the way. The Kings at the end of December, start of January last season, were one point out of a wildcard spot. Um, so they were one of the teams that did uh, were able to make it in despite the fact they weren't in a playoff position. But again, 13 of the 16 teams a year ago that were in a playoff spot ended up making the playoffs. So clearly it is to your advantage, to your benefit, to get off to a good start over the first couple of months of the season. All right, so let's break down October where the Kings will play 11 games in that month, in this month. Uh, five games at home, six games on the road. It does include a stretch of five straight games away from home uh, as they do start with two home games. But they have six games against the West, five games against the East. Seven of the 11 games on their schedule in October are against teams that made the playoffs a year ago. Uh, L.A. is going to be home against teams like Tampa Bay and Toronto. Um, and their only two Pacific Division opponents over that stretch in the month of October are the first two games of the season, and that is against Vegas this coming Tuesday and then two nights later against the Seattle Kraken. So again, uh, pretty pretty difficult stretch for the Kings in October. Uh, like I said, uh, they are playing several high-caliber teams from a year ago, um, so we'll see how they can do getting off to a good start in that regard. Let's move on to November. 
The Kings play 14 games in the month of November, including a big Western Canadian road trip in the middle of the month. We'll talk about that more in a second. Of those 14 games, seven are at home, seven are away. Ten of the games are against the West, four against the East. Uh, on November 14th, the Kings play in Calgary. Two days later, on the 16th, they're in Edmonton. And two days later, on the 18th, they are in Vancouver. That is going to be, I think, a huge early season road trip against what I think are three of the top four teams in the Pacific Division. Um, certainly Vegas is in the mix as well. But I think the Kings are going to be directly competing against the Flames, against the Oilers, and against the Canucks for that third spot and potentially a wild card spot. So those are three big road games in the middle of November to keep an eye on for the LA Kings. Um, also, um, of those 14 games in November, six are against playoff teams from last season. So the schedule a little bit easier uh, than it was in the month of October if you're going by last season's results. In December, the Kings play 15 games, seven at home, eight on the road, including a six-game road trip through the East Coast. Uh, seven of the games are against the West, eight are against the East. LA returns home for some important Pacific Division games, including December 22nd against Calgary and December 27th against Vegas. Of the 15 games in the month of December, only five are against teams that made the playoffs last season. So the schedule gets a little bit easier in November and December after starting strong in October. So again, that's a look at the Kings schedule for the rest of 2022. Um, and again, good start. We hope for the LA Kings to get the season started on the right foot, but again, circling that uh, mid November trip through Calgary, Edmonton and uh, Vancouver as uh, some early season, important games to keep an eye on. But like I said, I think most of the games this season are going to be important for the LA Kings. I think it's important that they do not go on any prolonged losing slumps. Um, every team in the league is going to lose three or four games in a row at some point. Uh, it's when you get to like five or six or, you know, seven of eight, eight of 10. Uh, those are the, the streaks you need to avoid. If you're a team like the LA Kings, who is talented, uh, and and there are a lot of expectations, and there's there's certainly no reason not to believe the Kings are going to be in contention for a playoff spot this season. But I do think if you if you're someone who just thinks you can automatically write in the Kings uh, into that third spot or the second spot, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a battle. I really do. So the good news is that all the games that we talk about, all the games that we watch this season, I think are going to be important games, and hopefully more often than not, it's uh, Kings wins that we will be talking about. So as we approach 2023, uh, which will come sooner than we think, because my gosh, it's uh, this the season, the offseason went by so fast, it seems for me anyway, um, we'll break down the Kings schedule going into 2023, probably up until the All-Star break, something like that. So we'll do another breakdown of what the Kings have coming up on their schedule at that point. Any questions or comments you have about this show, the email address is lockedoneddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, lockedoneddie.com at gmail.com. We do have a Friday feedback show coming up. If you have any questions that you want to uh, get read and answered on the show on Friday, uh, send an email locked on Eddie at gmail.com. The Twitter account is at locked on LA Kings at locked on LA Kings. Hopefully you follow us there to get updated on everything that's going on with this show and with the LA Kings as well. And we also have an Instagram page as well, if you're interested in that. And that is at Locked on LA Kings. Hey, thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast of all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world that is Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. 
Thank you for watching Locked on LA Kings. I am Eddie Garcia. We will talk to you tomorrow with another show where we break down the second to last preseason game for the Los Angeles Kings. As always, we close out the show by saying, Go Kings, go.